Welcome back to the Lancaster School District podcast, School Buzz. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today I have with me Heather Fritz. She's the instructional coach at uh, Sunnydale, and uh, we want to talk about how to use technology to engage students. So Heather, give us a little background about yourself, and um, we'll get started. This is my first year coaching. I moved from Linda Verde to Sunnydale, and I was previously a fifth grade teacher at Linda Verde. Um, I'm totally loving coaching so far. It's awesome, and really, it, it's a unique situation because I get to be at a new site and build rapport with teachers. Right. So. And you were a superstar teacher at Linda Verde. I remember walking into your classroom one time, <laughs> just walking around, and you're like, have you seen my Lexile scores? I'm like... No, I haven't, but I'm going to go look right now because it must be good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Always encouraging the kids to read and really looking at data, having the students get involved with data. That's always been one of my favorite things to do with students. And probably why you got led into instructional coaching, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love looking at data and just inspiring the students. Like, hey, here's your score. How can we goal set from here? And mm-hmm. how can we really try our hardest to grow? The police are coming after us. <laughs> we have people talking in the office and the police, so we're, we're okay. What did you like best about your transition from being a coach to being a teacher? Because it is a different job. It is definitely different. I enjoy getting to build the rapport with teachers and just walking from class to class and seeing all the different exciting things that are happening in classrooms. And with coaching, Every day is different. Yes. Whereas as a classroom teacher, I have my routine and you have your own students that you get to build rapport with. So I definitely miss the building rapport with my own students, Mm -hmm. but it's awesome just to be able to support anything from writing to Ozobots to coding to Flipgrid, just a bunch of different, maybe even supporting with uh, Power Power Teacher Pro. Yeah. And grade books lately. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That fun time. So what's your favorite tech to engage students and explain how you use it? Some of my favorite tech to engage students involves Nearpod. So Nearpod is one of the resources where students... All my ed tech coaches are like, buy it for the district. I'm like, you got to show me people are using it first. (laughs) It's awesome. I haven't gotten into classrooms to use it, it yet this semester, but it's cool because it's very interactive for the students. There's VR trips that the students can kind of look around on and there's some built-in check for understanding that Mm -hmm. teachers can really gain information about their students about. I also really enjoy vocabulary. Um, The Word Up is one of my favorites. They have a bunch of different vocabulary um, lessons and I totally made a a YAG last year kind of to pace (laughs) out the the lessons. So that was cool. That's cool. Does uh, Sunnydale use vocabulary? Yeah, we okay, use great. it. Um, and it's cool because it can be integrated to help like for multiplication. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of our teachers use that just kind of as review. And there is a lot of different content that they can use as well. Social studies, um, even the the work, like the recent mm-hmm. events, they can also. Yeah, Sarah Rowe was just telling me about that yesterday that they have like um current events for yeah. little kids and then for bigger kids. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of like a recap of the week, mm-hmm. which is nice because kids aren't always watching the news. Absolutely. And it's on their level. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> Another um, technology tool that I really like to use in, is Flipgrid. Mm-hmm. And I would use that in the classroom. Um, Flipgrid is a resource where teachers can create like a grid mm-hmm. and then the teacher's have their students record based on that grid and students get to respond using a video and then students also get to like 
and kind of comment depending on how your settings are. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. We're actually going to also use it with our teachers. Yeah, and I was going to ask because <laughs> I think that would be cool like if, after a PD getting people's feedback. Or... Absolutely. We're going to use it and we're going to um, talk about some of our goals and mm-hmm. some of our strengths with iReady Data. Very good. I was at Sunnydale. I just happened to go there today to hang out a little bit and see what was going on. And um, Paulette was telling me how, was some of the good gains that she's seen, just not only from the kids this year, but mm-hmm. from last year to this year, how much gains that they've seen. And so she was really proud of her teachers. Yeah, the, our our teachers are doing awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy to be at Sunnydale and to be helping the environment there. And they have so many fantastic things to offer. I'm just learning so much from everyone there. Yeah, it's a good staff over there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so another one of my favorite tech resources to use with students to help engage them is Storymakers, which is a program where students work on their writing, they get to work in groups, and then they get to animate and choose whatever background they want. Mm-hmm. And they can add motions to it. My summer school class, actually, I gave them like a subject and then they got to research and then create different videos. So over summer, there was an earthquake, and so there were some students that were able to do some motions, so it looked like there was an earthquake, and it, it's an awesome program to use. It is, and during December, we had kind of like a premiere uh, with the kids, and we had the, the schools come in and at, at night, and the parents could come in and see what the kids are doing, and it's, it's not an easy program to you. It's complicated. Um, when you see all oh, animation, oh, that was easy. No, it's not. It's, no. it's pretty complicated, and it takes some time to really learn that program. But our kids are doing a fabulous job, and I guess they're going to, at the end of the year, create a, a movie, right? Yeah. Was it about Return to Oz? Or? Yeah. Last year, we were able to submit scenes for Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and it was such an amazing experience because I selected one of the scenes that had a, a song in it, and so some of my students had to sing this song, and they were so <laughs> nervous at first, but it's it's really cool to help students really come into their own and, and use their, their voice to be heard and, and use animation and and really grow their writing. Well, and a, a way to express themselves that's very 21st century. Absolutely. And to engage them. So if we're always doing the same old thing, you know, paper and pencil, it, there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. But our kids really want to produce things and, and be creative. Absolutely. And then them having, I made um, QR code. That way I could send home the YouTube channel. Oh, cool. And the kids were so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to share it. And yeah, our own YouTube channel. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. Summer of Exploration on, on our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's coming up again. So um, I think um, Mrs. Dana is going to send out applications for summer school. So if people Perfect. have some great, creative, fun, because that's what we look for, um, things for kids to do this summer that continue their learning, you know, they should apply. Definitely. <laughs> what are the benefits of using technology in a classroom? So using technology in the classroom, your four walls are almost non-existent mm-hmm. because you can... Like with Flipgrid, you can do grid pals and you can communicate with another class, kind of like the old school sending postcards and having pen pals. Uh-huh. Um, and then with Nearpod, <laughs> <laughs> so many sirens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with Nearpod, you can also have that VR tours. Um, so just really engaging students and being able to step outside of the four walls of your classroom. Have you done any, like, across the district, flip grade, like, fifth grade to fifth grade or third grade to third grade? I have not. However, um, one of my favorite things that I was able to do over summer school, um, I was able to do a video conference with an animator from Disney. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. We got to use Skype, and the students had questions, and they just got to totally learn 
about Disney and ask a bunch of cool questions. Yeah, and to have it real time. It's yeah. It's not like, you know, they're just seeing a video and asking, writing in questions and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so on your to-do list this year, I want <laughs> you to set up pen pals between a, cl- a class at your school and a class at another school. Yes, so if anyone would like to set up <laughs> pen pals, you know, just email me, please. <laughs> um, Westwind would be a good place. Okay. Or Mariposa would be a good Perfect. place. Because there are a lot of technology there, so okay. I'm just going to volunteer them. <laughs> um so tell us about a time, because this has happened to all of us, when you get all excited about technology and you go to use it and it just does not work. So speaking of the video conference that I did over <laughs> summer school, um, I went to download the program, Skype, onto my work computer, mm-hmm. and I realized that I needed admin permission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, the animator was a family friend, and I was able to reschedule and okay. download the program correctly <laughs> and with the right admission. Um, admin. Yeah. Um, but another thing, actually just today, I went in and I supported with a CASP prep uh-huh. lesson and some of the Chromebooks weren't up to date. So that's uh-huh. something that happens. And, you know, sometimes there's unforeseen circumstances when using technology and, and you work through it. All right, right, Mr. Flowers, get in there and update all those Chromebooks, (laughs) especially before testing, because, yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. And we just had a a meeting with them and told them, you know, it's coming. You know, I think it's so far away, but there's, we've got to get going on this and make sure you have enough headphones and the computers are working and the updates are done. I mean, you get in the middle of a testing situation and they don't work. That's not cool. No, we had these like sad faces show up on the kids' computers and (laughs) we're like, oops, okay. We'll go and we, we'll update them. Yeah. <laughs> so you are at the beginning of your career. I'm at the end of my career. Um, I got, you know, five, six more years to do it. But you're the face of our new young teachers. What do you see happening in the next 20, 30 years in your career in education? I see a lot of technology and communication with students across districts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see coding really taking a big place in um, education, which you guys had a coding event yesterday, correct? We did have a coding event. It was fabulous. We had Microsoft come in and sponsor us for DG Girls, and we brought 10 girls who were interested in computer science from every middle school and from Mariposa because they have sixth graders there, um, and they got to learn coding. They, they did like a, an app, learned how to code an app. They learned how to build a video game, like an old-style video mm-hmm. game. They had a blast. They learned a lot, and it was just such a great day because they... We talked about women in technology and how there's lots of opportunities and not a lot of women in that field. Mm-hmm. So if they're interested, there's scholarships, there's, you know, internships, there's lots of ways to get into that field. And we want to, that's a, a critical time for girls in middle school where they're starting to think about what they want to do. If we can get them early, <laughs> we get them into tech and uh, they can take over the world. That's awesome. I just came back from the governor's budget. And he said, it's got to be finalized in June, but there's going to be some money for computer science for teachers to go back and get like a addendum to their credential oh, Wow! Um, in computer science that they would pay for it. So I've, I've got some people interested in that. And I think it would be really good because most of us did not take computer science in school. Yeah. And um, people that have degrees in computer science don't usually go into teaching, mm-hmm. um, but we still, we've got computer science standards and we've got to get them taught to kids. So I think it would be a great opportunity for some teachers. Absolutely. That's an opportunity that I would jump at. <laughs> okay. So when I know, I will, I will send out an email and see who wants to, who wants to get that, um, authorization on their credential because I think that'd be great. Yeah, that's an awesome opportunity. I also see a lot of engagement happening in the classrooms and and just students continuing to grow and 
my hope for education is for students to continue to be engaged not only in person, but also with the use of technology and to become lifelong learners and problem solvers that feel prepared for their careers and for college and really understanding the opportunities that they're able to have ahead of them. And I like that idea of being lifelong learners because you're still learning. Absolutely. I'm still learning every day. And the lady that came from Microsoft, her name was uh, Cynthia Bryant. She said that she has to constantly update her skills, constantly. So this idea of you'll get done with school, then you don't ever have to pick up a book or anything again is just false. Yeah. It's definitely important to keep brushing up on your skills and reading. And and that's what's really helped me grow as a coach. Well, good. I was glad to connect with you. The reason I had you come in is you were featured in the EdTech newsletter, and I was looking for podcast ideas, and um, my team was like, hey, you should bring Heather in. She'd be a great one for a podcast. (laughs) Can I share a little bit about that? You sure can. So with Ozobots, that's what I was featured for, Mm -hmm. and um, Ozobots are really cool. They're little robots that students can use and they can code. So a lot of the lessons that I've done at Sunnydale include marker coding. Mm -hmm. I'm looking into possibly doing Ozoblockly coding with some teachers and the teachers can tie content to it as well. So maybe they can have their Ozobots do a little race um, if they tie it to content. (laughs) (laughs) Or they can also describe like certain areas on a map. So I'm working on a couple of teachers on getting lessons like that started. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I love those little Ozobots. They're about as big as, I don't know, what would you say they're as big as? I, I, we're on a podcast. I can't like show you what they look like. They're about a quarter. Yeah. And they're but, like a little mound on yeah, top. And there's maybe a marshmallow. Yeah. Okay. Like a big marshmallow. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a good description. <laughs> and they can turn different colors and everything. And when we do coding events for the elementary kids, we bring those and they love them. Yes. And it's, it's so cool. The middle school coding events that we've done as mm-hmm. well, just seeing the middle schoolers using Ozoblockly and they walk in and they don't know anything about Ozobots. Yes. And then after an hour session, we teach them a little, and then they come back for a competition. Yeah. It's always fun to work the coding events. Yeah, the coding events, a lot of fun. I would like to do one with the teachers. Wouldn't that be fun? <gasps> that would be awesome. They'd want to come. They'd be like, no, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be afraid. It's, it's it easy. Be, you could get it. <laughs> and then they would maybe incorporate it. If they could come and play with it first. Absolutely. Okay, this is a really good idea we're just coming up with on the fly. Um, <laughs> guess what, Ed Tech Coach came <laughs> That would, that would be a lot of fun. That I would think. be a lot of fun. I think teachers would really value that time. Then they would also know how to incorporate Ozobots in the classroom. Exactly. Okay, we got we got some work now. Okay. <laughs> well, my community shout out was to Microsoft today um, for sponsoring that event. They brought. Um, computer scientists and they taught the girls how to do stuff they brought their own computers it was really cute because they asked the girls at the beginning what do you know about microsoft and one of the girls raised her hand chromebooks and the lady's like uh no not chromebooks <laughs> uh, you're working with the wrong group we're, we're very google-fied here and um <laughs> i know you want to get your foot in microsoft but um they, they probably don't have a lot of experience but the good thing is our new um licensing with microsoft includes minecraft Oh, wow. So everybody's going to have access to Minecraft, which is pretty cool. That's really exciting. As long as they have a PC to work on. Our next episode, I think, is going to be the role of the instructional coach. Um, And Heather kind of just got us warmed up for that. And you can find this podcast on Sprecher, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Um, So share us and subscribe to us because that's the easiest way to do it instead of getting my email. (laughs) All right. Thanks for coming in, Heather. Thank you so much.